Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, my co-host, as has been the case for most of these off-season episodes, Brian Johnson. Hey, What's hey, hey. up, Charge? Happy Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, weekend. We, I love the Fourth of July weekend. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I had a sense we were just talking off off air about it, and yeah, well, Minnesota is a very unique case, and I don't want to bore people with too much Minnesota-centric stuff. But in Minnesota, like half the population owns a cabin in the north half of Minnesota, right. where or all they the know, lakes or are. They know someone who or know somebody, right? right. So. Much of the Twin Cities just empties to the north, and I love being in town where there's no traffic. The restaurants aren't crowded. The movie theaters aren't crowded. Everything I want to do has got less people in it. We are in lockstep there. Love it. Yeah, that part is fantastic. Going up north, way too much riffraff. I just hate fireworks. I'm not like like the big organized ones. You want to go sit in traffic and walk out to the Mm -hmm. field or the Brit? Fine. Not... Have, You're not interested in the in the firecracker, the yeah, Roman or candle, the, the people or who the, cross the border. For those who don't know, in Wisconsin, you, you can get buy the, the, re, the real deal. Well, yeah. I hate the good stuff, especially people that are lighting them off at two a.m. Yeah, you got to be thoughtful. You got to be thoughtful about that stuff. But what if oh, it's what if it's ten thoughtful. o'clock on the Fourth of July? Game <sighs> on! I mean, that's that's your problem, not theirs at that time. They're breaking the law. No, they're not. Aren't they? No. It's not against back. a lot of shit off fireworks. Well, you the, just have Wisconsin to be sensible ones, about when you do it. Those things are like weapons of mass destruction. Bring it on, baby. I love that stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, I'll tell you what I, I don't like. I cannot wait until the 5th of July. Here's what I don't like about, uh, about fireworks, and it's the only thing for me, is I am one of those people that mosquitoes love me. They've got my scent. I've got the blood type they love. And so if you're outside watching some big fireworks thing, the mosquitoes find me first, and I can't, you know, in the 20 minutes it takes to get through the, the whole fireworks display regimen, I've got like 40 mosquito bites, and I'm not kidding. I mean, just, it's like every few seconds I'm getting a bite. I love the people that take pictures or videos of the fireworks, like you're ever going to go back and look at them. Yeah, right. Like, it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work. Check out this no. picture of this firework. No. That you really had to be there, but... Yeah. It's like concerts. It's like the people who film the concerts. It doesn't work that way. Just enjoy the moment with your Just, eyeballs. Exactly. Because it, it's not going to translate. And it won't mean, it'll, it's like one-tenth is good later. All right, let's Speaking talk about Speaking of Minnesota. Football. Yeah. Hey, let's break down the off-seasons and the, and the forecasting for the NFC North and the AFC North. We're going to close it out, right? Yeah, so we've already last. done all the other divisions. And this is our these are our last divisions to do, the Norths, which also... I think the, you know, the key part of this, in addition to just getting up to speed on some of the key offseason moves, is 
really identifying the players that are getting drafted wrong right now based on current ADP. And let's, uh, why don't we start in, I don't know, uh, want to do Green Bay? Uh, sure. I think okay. that, that is you. Oh, though, that is right? me. Yeah. How about Detroit? Yeah, we can go to Detroit. Right, let's uh, go to Detroit. That, they're, the, they're the favorite by a mile. They're the Vegas favorite to win the Yeah, division. the NFC North, but wide open in my opinion. But yes, Detroit are the favorites. Those are the times we are living in. It's kind of crazy. The Lions also, one of the teams with the most turnover on offense this offseason. Uh, major moves in their backfield. Jamal Williams, last year's leading. Touchdown leader, yeah. Rusher, uh, gone uh, in New Orleans now. DeAndre Swift traded to the Eagles. So uh, in comes David Montgomery to likely assume the Jamal Williams role. Yep. And they drafted uh, rookie Jameer Gibbs with the 13th overall pick for mm-hmm. like major draft yeah. capital yep. sunk into Gibbs, who's expected to play this hybrid running back receiver role. Uh, we'll see how that pans out, but it, it's really going to be a, a Montgomery with the early down work, it looks like, and Gibbs. Uh, he'll play most downs, but certainly uh, third down uh, specialist, you would think, uh, coming out of the backfield. At wide receiver, DJ Chark left via free agency. Back home comes Marvin Jones yeah. to the Lions. Uh, what's left 40 of his career. 40-year-old yeah. Marvin Jones. Jamison Williams, not really an off-season move, but he Made a move with his finger on his phone mm-hmm. in the facility where he made a bet. Yep. And, and, and by the way, won. <laughs> if I recall, it wasn't even in the facility. I think it, it was an away game hotel oh. is where he placed the bet, and now he's out six but weeks. But that's considered, you know, like uh, yeah. off. You know, that's like a yeah. traveling team. Right. But anyway, he'll miss the first six games. Uh, we'll talk about the, the wide receiver situation a little more in a minute or two. Uh, Lions also drafted tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa mm-hmm. uh, in the second round. He's expected to uh, be their starting tight end going into the season. And Hendon Hooker uh, drafted uh, to back up. Well, I don't know if he's not going to be the initial backup for, for no. Jared Goff, but he's, he's an intriguing dynasty stash. stash yeah. um, 2024. Yeah, definitely not this year. We won't expect much from Hooker. Um, will the offense be better or worse than last year? Uh, it was top, top five offense yeah. last year. Um, I'm going to say about the same, but could be better. James, could Jameer be better. Gibbs is a huge upgrade is. potentially. But the Jamison Williams suspension, granted, he, he was, missed a lot of last year, yeah. but he came on strong at the end of the year. Um, you know, he was well, strong. He has eight catches on the year, um, but he, he'll miss the first six games. But it, it's not going to get any worse. We'll put it that way. I think it's going to – I'll go with better, but it's not going to get worse even though there's a lot of changes uh, on that offense. To me, the most underdrafted player right now is David Montgomery. Agreed. Um, at running back Love 26, it. 84th overall. I mean, Jamal Williams, 17 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. and it's not like Montgomery's automatically slated for 17 touchdowns. Well, no, but, he won't get 17. But he's going to – he should he get, get double-digit touchdowns. Right, but even if he gets roughly half that. So you put him on nine, yeah. that's a touchdown every other game yeah. and for at, Montgomery. At run, running back 26, I'll take that, that all day. And Jameer Gibbs, uh, the most overdrafted to me, at running back 14, uh, going 41st overall, <laughs> you're getting – you know, a 50% discount on Montgomery, who I suspect is going to score more touchdowns, total more yards. I don't... Well, I don't know about well, the yard. I don't agree with you on the yards at all. But I'm with you on the touchdowns. And Gib- what worries me about Gibbs is there's a real path for Gibbs to have like a five-touchdown season. Yeah. Like DeAndre Swift, right? Where he's not going to get goal line work. He needs to score from distance, which he'll do a few times. You know, he'll he's going to... Gibbs is going to be a guy that's going to roll up. And he'll have a couple of long runs or whatever. But... 
he's going to roll up, what, five-ish catches a game for 40 yards. So he's going to get you like nine One fantasy points right yes. there. More value in full PPR for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Half PPR, it just, dings, standard, big ding right. on just, that ADP. It's I'm too much. You. I'm with you. I just don't think the touchdowns are going to be there for Gibbs to get all the way up to be running back 14. But I do think that's in a full PPR, running back 14 to me isn't far off of where he should be. No, not in full PPR, no. Now let's go to the Vikings. Okay. Uh, off-season moves that matter for the Vikings. They released Adam Thielen, replaced him with first-round pick Jordan Addison. Um, Thielen, by many metrics, took a big step backwards last year, including his cushion rate, his separation rate, yards after catch. I mean, just a lot of things that really suggested Thielen was at the end of a very good career. And then, of course, they released Alvin Cook outright, and they replaced him with nobody new, but did re-sign Alexander Madison to a two-year deal. We'll talk more about him in a few minutes. This offense will trend similar to last year when the Vikings finished 8th in points, 6th in yards. Dalvin Cook wasn't great anymore last year, but the overall running back depth chart takes a step back clearly without Dalvin Cook. The passing game is going to miss the sure hands of Thielen, but they gained the big play threat of a young Jordan Addison, which is very exciting. Kirk Cousins will be 35 this season. Maybe this is the season where he starts to show his age, but we didn't see really any signs of that last year. He looked very much last year like the quarterback he had been for the past several years. And so Kirk still seems like a very safe, bankable guy. So we're, I think this team trends about the same as last year. Yeah, Cousins isn't a guy that I'm concerned about age. No, him. it doesn't feel like it, does it? No. Like, when we get into the his late 30s, mm-hmm. he, he feels like a guy who's going to play until he's 40. Like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's not a mobile quarterback, so we're not really relying on yeah, his yeah, right. athleticism. Nope. But, um, yeah, he's been very reliable in his career so far. So the most overdrafted player, I think, is Alexander Madison. Going up the board at running back 19, 61st overall. And he certainly enters training camp atop the depth chart at the running back position. But this is way more of an open battle than people realize. Alexander Madison is a lackluster runner by many different metrics. He is... As they say, he's a jag. He is just a guy. He's got subpar vision. He's not very good laterally. He's a mediocre receiver. The burst is not particularly notable. There's a lot of things about his game that I find to be very, very average. And I see Madison as the most likely week one starter. But if he doesn't really produce, I think Kevin O'Connell's going to start working in some of the depth chart guys like Ty Chandler. And maybe Dwayne McBride, who they took late in the draft. So yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to be mixing in three running backs, um, and the Vikings are, are certainly one of them. Yeah, people are just assuming Madison's just going to get eighty percent of the yeah, touches. Yeah, that he's just going to take Dalvin Cook's touches. I, I'll believe it when I see it. But maybe I, I'm not thinking that either. Uh, the most underdrafted player related to Madison, Ty Chandler. Uh, you can get him basically free. Um, he's going off the board at pick two hundred one. Yep. Uh, He splashed last year in the preseason, but couldn't get on the field ahead of Cook uh, and Madison, but Cook's gone, and now Ty Chandler's a sophomore and has the potential to get a lot better. He's the best pass catcher among Viking running backs, and he is a big play home run hitter, uh, going off the board at running back 61 right now. So you got a lot of opportunity with Ty Chandler as a last pick of your draft dart throw, and he might just turn out to inherit that job from Alexander Madison at some point, maybe early in the season. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been drafting a lot of Ty Chandler. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears, Brian. The Bears. Uh, 
a lot of moves in the offseason, not a ton of exciting moves. The most exciting move was they traded the first overall pick to the Panthers uh, for a package including DJ Moore, who's mm-hmm. arguably the best wide receiver in Bears history already. <laughs> wow, that's a great question, actually. Um, Except Bernard Berry in that one year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brandon, uh, what's his Brandon name? Marshall Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall had a couple yeah, of really couple good, good years. years but yep. There really hasn't been a ton to talk yep. about the wide receiver position. No. So, uh yeah, DJ Moore uh, will definitely bolster that pass attack. Uh, the Bears also signed former Panther Dante Foreman. He was in part of that that trade uh, to a yeah. one-year deal. We mentioned uh, David Montgomery gone um, from Chicago. So he will compete for touches with Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. who's already in town. And the Bears also drafted running back Roshan Johnson out of Texas in the fourth round, a guy we like a lot. We know our good buddy Thor loves him. Johnson backed up B. John Robinson at Texas and if he wasn't Bijan's backup, you know, played somewhere else, he might have gone a lot higher in the draft. So, yeah, you know, I, I've watched uh, a bunch of Roshan Johnson in preparation for the draft, and I walked away a lot less impressed than Thor is. But Thor watches a lot more college football than I do, and so I'm willing to kind of give Thor the benefit of the doubt here. He thinks Roshan is just going to bury yeah, Khalil, and, but I'm and, and Foreman and Foreman. Foreman is not even in this conversation. So, but I'm just, I don't know if I feel as confident about that. Well, whoever ends up, well, for all the running backs involved, another uh, notable, not move, but draft pick, uh, the Bears got the 10th overall pick, uh, among many other picks, for trading the, yeah. uh, the first overall pick, and they took offensive tackle Darnell Wright Love it. Uh, with that pick. So, yeah, that's great for their line. And I guess it's worth mentioning tight end Robert Tunyon, also acquired via free agency, but Cole ah, Komet Cole is the starter. Your starter. Uh, the offense should be better this year with the addition of DJ Moore. Uh, the, the offensive coordinator's name is slipping my mind. It's, it's his second year. It's basically everyone's second mm-hmm. year in the coaching staff going in. More weapons, better O-line. So the offense should be better. Under Justin Fields, uh, the most underdrafted player by ADP. I was tempted to go with the cheapest running back, who is Foreman. You think he's dust? I, I do. I, I don't know. Bring, they I think brought him in for a reason, the but no, they also drafted Roshan Johnson for a reason. I'm out on this entire backfield now. I was on. I was on the Roshan train. Mm-hmm. I was taking my chances there, but of course, it's, he's not the clear cut starter. Doesn't have a clear cut path. He's going to compete with Herbert and Foreman a little bit in my mind. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields is going to take you know, some high quality touches or carries in that offense too yep. so i'm out on this backfield so i'm gonna go uh, wide receiver for the most underdrafted player and no it's not chase claypool who they're not happy with shockingly yeah awful trade by the way really bad trade they Second made last rounder. year yeah or the yeah. last pick in the first round. same thing uh yeah awful trade but I, it's darnell mooney and i'm it's more of a best ball angle here but right now at wide receiver 58 126th overall he was getting drafted Inside the top twenty-four wide receivers last year, people were expecting a lot of things, but the, the he had he got injured uh, almost like halfway through the year. It was just a bad year for him. But the addition of DJ Moore should help him rising tide. Yeah, he's all not. Boats. He's not a number one, he's and number he was one. getting number one coverage last year. Now Mooney's going to get number two coverage. He'll run out of the slot a lot more often. I think there's there's reason to think Mooney could be a a periodic, you know, right matchup contributor. Yeah, he'll have he'll have his spike weeks, and uh, yeah, yep. he'll be uh, matchup based for sure. He'll be a take a chance on me player this season, uh, without a doubt. And the most overdrafted player, it's tough. I'm just going to go with DJ Moore, wide receiver, 26. I just looking in that range overall. Mm-hmm. It's, let me pull it up real quick. I'm going to guess like Mike Evans is in that ballpark. Um, 
trying to think other guys that might be know, in that range. Uh, yeah, Christian Kirk is going after mm-hmm. him. Brandon Ayuk, we, we're high on him. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, These are all guys I'd rather have. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett. Yes, mm-hmm. I'd rather have all of them over DJ Moore. So he's my also. Excuse me, most overdrafted bear, and he's gonna be he's gonna be okay. Yeah, and uh, Justin Herbert just fine. throws a nice deep ball, and he's gonna have some big downfield plays. Justin but he Fields, may, uh, Justin Fields, but he may not be as uh, consistent as uh, wide receiver twenty six would suggest. Let's move over to Green Bay. That's our last NFC North team. The offseason moves that matter really aren't very many, other than obviously you know that Aaron Rodgers left, and he took Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Robert Tunyon are all gone too. He took Cobb and Lazard with him. Um, the entire passing game has been really revised here, including new starters at quarterback, Jordan Love, wide receiver, Jaden Reed taken in the second round. That was a little earlier than people expected. And then they drafted the two tight ends. And this is a a bit of an issue for fantasy owners to try to work their way through Luke Musgrave in round two. And then we assumed that would be it. Then round three, Tucker Craft, And really both guys are capable pass catchers. And it makes this thing super thorny for fantasy owners. Eerily reminiscent of when the Ravens took Hayden Hurst in the first round, yeah, and then Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews in the, the fourth or something. Yeah, I like Kraft a little more than than Musgrave. I don't know you might get into that later. I do uh, like Kraft, and act, I'm not going to get into that. He's the um, more like he's the pass catcher. Like he he doesn't block, so that's what we mm-hmm. love in fantasy football. Musgrave's like the more well rounded guy. Tight end. Yeah, right. So, right. yep. Um, is this going to often? Is this offense going to be worse or better than last year? I, I really struggled with this. I think they're going to be a little better, uh, even even with the downgrade, presumed downgrade from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, but Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing that well. I love the Packers this year. I know this is going to anger our Minnesota base, but this is this is not reality football. Just no. they're all so cheap. They are cheap, and I just I think Love is just going to shock a lot of people. I I don't with know competency. Yeah, we've I, talked about I, this before. I watched Jordan Love's one full game from two seasons ago, and he was awful. And but there were a lot of things working against him in that he didn't know he was going to start until Friday. wasn't taking first team reps. You know, there were lots of things that went wrong with that game. I think Love's going to be okay, and we'll talk more about parts of this. You know, parts of this offense here in a minute or two. Um, let's talk about the most overdrafted player, and I really struggled with this. I think mostly all the Packers are can be had yeah. cheaply right now. So I just went with basically the first wide, the first player being taken, and that's Christian Watson. Well, well, he, well yeah, I guess he is going before Aaron Jones, which is, yeah, is kind of nuts. Yeah. He's going at, at wide receiver 19, mm-hmm. pick 38. And I, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by his upside, right? So the problem for me is not Christian Watson. It's the ADP. There's no discount being built into his ADP, despite the fact that he's got the change of quarterback and – so much of his production coming on so few plays. Does let me ask you this, Brian? Does any player in all of fantasy football this year have more upside and downside than Christian Watson? Probably, but he's in he's in the top five. I mean, you know, we're extrapolating forty-one catches from last year, his rookie year, forty-one, in which he managed to score nine times. And it, 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 it's got to be there somewhere. Nine, nine uh, times. There's moon. Nine times. Hey, another moon. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was it was seven catches and two rushing touchdowns, I believe. Uh, so, and it, don't forget, I know you remember week one against yeah, the Vikings, dropped, yeah, very first touchdown. play on offense. That's right. Dropped an eighty yard touchdown. That's right. That was right in the breadbasket. That's right. Um, you know, nine. You know, his nine scores came in a four game stretch. 
I mean, we're extrapolating like you know, for you for wide receiver nineteen to make sense for Christian Watson. You're really taking that four game stretch and going well. I'm going to bank on something like that happening for a lot of this season, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's fair to say. Jordan Love might suck. Um, you know, maybe he gets better as a sophomore, or maybe he doesn't. He did not. Christian Watson does not look like a route running technician, Brian. He just doesn't to me. He looks like a guy who just runs fast and gets open sometimes. And, you know, that can, you know, that can do things in the NFL, but it doesn't do it regularly. Um, and by the, and then you factor in the injury stuff from his rookie as well. So yeah, he got his, you know, his I, bell rung a couple times pretty good. Mm-hmm. His games with concussions issues, right? Right. So Christian Watson, I, if you want to bank, if you want to risk Christian Watson, totally cool with that. Just know you're not getting him at a discount. And then the underdrafted player, you got a couple of good options. Jaden Reed is going off the board as wide receiver 71. So you can get him very, very late. Um, and he was a second-round pick. Or Romeo Dobbs didn't do very much last year, but he's been the, the darling of OTAs and minicamps. You could bank on him having a better sophomore season, which is very possible. Um, so... You know, one of I, either one of those guys, uh, Dobbs costs a little bit more, but not much. Um, so, those are the guys that I think make sense as, as underdrafted uh, players. I don't think there's a lot of receiving production. Um, that there's a lot of receiving production up for grabs in this offense, mm-hmm. and both Reed and Dobbs are possible guys for that. Uh, let's take a quick break, Brian. When we come back, let's turn our attention to the AFC North and find out what uh, what we like about those teams. Hang on tight, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back. Segment number two, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charging, Brian Johnson. GuillotineLeagues.com. We're open for business, baby. Get into a fresh, hot, new guillotine league. 18 teams start the season. Every week, the low-scoring team gets cut. All the players go to the waiver wire, where it's pandemonium for all the rest of us as we bid on an entire roster's worth of players. All you have to do is not finish last. Never finish last. You win the whole thing. It's GuillotineLeagues.com. Private leagues for you and your friends between 8 and 18 teams. 
public leagues if you want to play for prizes. GuillotineLeagues.com. Our high stakes super chop contests are filling up. Uh, yep. 60 of 144 in the $50 right now. We ran uh, at least three of those last year. So, this, they, yeah, they the high faster, stakes. Yep, big money. Faster. I would get in all of them if I was allowed to play, but I am not. You are not allowed to play. Uh, great opportunity for those that want a little more upside, financial prizing upside. Uh, you can do that at guillotineleagues.com. Uh, let's talk about uh, the NFC, AFC North. How about we start with the Bengals? Do it. The, uh, the favorites. Yeah, they are the favorites. Um, Off-season off moves that matter. Longtime backup running back Samaj P. Ryan signed with Denver. And the only notable, notable addition to the backfield so far was drafting Chase Brown out of Illinois in the fifth round. We'll talk about that a little more in a minute or two. Tight end Hayden Hurst left for Carolina. He was replaced by Irv Smith on a, a one-year prove-it deal. If Irv can, can stay healthy. I can tell you how that's going to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and really, people get excited. Like, tight ends just, they aren't really needed in uh, Cincinnati. they got enough wide receivers out there to, <laughs> I don't know. Tight ends haven't done anything in Cincinnati since Tyler Eifert, and that was many, many years ago. That was only for like a year or two. But uh, not too excited about Irv Smith, but you, you can get him on the cheap uh, if, you willing, if you're willing to go there. And lastly, the Bengals added to, to that wide receiver room I just mentioned, drafting Charlie Jones and Andre Iosivas. Iosivas. I don't know. I-O-S-I-V-A-S. Iosivas. He's a little intriguing. They're both intriguing dynasty uh, stashes. Andre out of Princeton, I believe, 6'4". Like two twenties, he's an intriguing prospect, but you know he's playing at Princeton, so he was right. The competition wasn't great, but again, those are just late round dynasty stashes. Will the offense be better or worse than last year? Got to go with better. Um, Jamar Chase missed significant. Uh, I would call it significant time. Five six games yeah. last year. He stays yep. healthy. I know there's Joe Mixon is. I think as we speak, having some legal proceedings going on mm-hmm. with his. We won't get into Dude's that. Dude's cooked. I mean, that's the storyline of Joe Mixon to me. Is the, the unless there was an undisclosed injury of real significance to Joe Mixon, dude doesn't have it anymore. You know, the the end for running backs comes fast. Why they didn't do more to backfill his position to me is mysterious, and maybe they have more confidence in him and they know why he didn't look good. But just the eye test last year, Brian, Joe yeah. Mixon looked plotting. As of right now, he is the starter. He's not my most um, – we'll, we'll get to my most overdrafted player in a minute. We'll start with my most underdrafted player. And this mm-hmm. is hard because, you know, you're not going to say Jamar Chase is underdrafted. Well, or, or Yeah, you can't because he's like third off the board. They, they all seem to be going in the right spot. But I'm, I'm going with Joe Burrow. I mean, he's not going late, but he's going as quarterback five, 45th overall, mm-hmm. significantly later than the big three – Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and yep. uh, Lamar Jackson. But he shouldn't be going three rounds later than the big three and a round later than mm-hmm. LJax. He was one of three quarterbacks with at least six games with three-plus passing touchdowns last season. He was on his way to his seventh game yeah. in that Bengals game. He, mm-hmm. They opened with a touchdown to T. Higgins, which got taken off the board, um, as did the whole game. So he lost the game there. Uh, do you remember how many rushing touchdowns? Burrow had last year? I want to take a guess. Three. Five. Wow. Fourth right. most of them yeah. quarterbacks. Right. They don't want him to run. That's no. how he got hurt no. a couple right. of years ago, but he can. Yeah. And I just think his instinct takes over for him and he takes off if he feels well, the and pressure. He's another year off that ACL. And yeah. He's still young, so he's going to have a little bit of mobility. They're not going to like 
bootleg him from the no, 12. But, but uh, if, if but needed, he's, he he's, can do it. he's mobile, uh, that's for sure. So I went with Joe Burrow, and my most overdrafted player, I, I was going to go Mixon, RB15, I don't know. He's, he's not in his prime. I agree with you there. I don't know if he's fully cooked, but he, he appears like he's going to be the starting running back. So I'm okay with where he's he at could, right now. Joe Mixon could get to RB15, I think, Brian, just by being the starting running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And if he, he might rekindle some of his good years, who knows? Well, but he's not, he's not overdrafted in my mind where he's going right now. So I went with Chase Brown. I mean, he's going late, RB59. I uh, pick 192, but I don't know. The Bengals, as of right now, we still haven't had any of these big, uh, big free agent running backs find no, a new home. No, it's weird. Zeke's still out there. Kareem Fournette, Hunt's still out there. Dalvin Fournette, Cook. Dalvin Cook. Fournette's never playing again. I don't. You think so? Nope, done. I don't know about nope, that. Nobody wants him. I, I heard he's in pretty good shape, but everyone's in nobody good shape. Nobody wants him. But I don't know. I just don't buy into Chase Brown being the number two or just being the guy if something yeah. would happen to Mixon. Someone's coming to town. Right. And so I'm just... Not that you're the 192nd overall pick. It's not the end of the world. You take Chase Brown, but I just I think there's something better, a better player you can uh, draft with that spot. Let's go to the Cleveland Browns. The offseason moves that matter. They added wide receiver Elijah Moore, who was on the outs with the Jets, and they had Jets and invested in other players at wide receiver. Um, he likely starts as the slot receiver, and they also added rookie receiver Cedric Tillman in the third round. They lost. That was the only ads of note, really. Quickly on Elijah yeah. Moore, who I. I'll, it was one of the best touchdown celebrations ever, and he got flagged for it in college when he did the dog. You know, he like lifted up his leg. Oh and, yeah, that's right. But he, he can do that now because he's he'll be like in the dog pound oh. in the end zone, so he, he can't. He shouldn't get flagged I for like that. peeing like a dog. So I hope he brings he, that just back. Just recognizing the fan base. Exactly. <laughs> they lost quarterback Jacoby Brissett. They lost running back Kareem Hunt, running back Dearness Johnson, and replaced those runners with nobody. Jerome Ford is your backup to Nick Chubb. And Chubb, without Dearness Johnson, without Kareem Hunt, Chubb could be sitting on a career high in total touches for any one season that he's had so far. Ford will work in. Ford has gone pre-draft, his ADP, free. Yeah. Now he's running back 50. Yeah, he's going like, he's cracking, he's pushing the top 150 well, he's going off the board right now 160, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so he's, and he's my most underdrafted player. So we'll skip right to that let, right let's now. Let's do it. Um, you get the undisputed backup to Nick Chubb when you draft uh, Jerome Ford. Nick Chubb typically gets dinged up for, you know, a, at least a few games. And he probably gets mixed in in a Kareem Hunt-like role this year. Now, Jerome Ford only had eight rushes last year as a rookie. He was the team's primary kick returner. So he got some action there. So I went and looked at more of what Jerome Ford did in college. Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, yeah. that's exactly right. Where he set the all-time Cincinnati record with 19 touchdowns in his senior year. Now, he had started his, his college career at Alabama, couldn't get on the field, which is understandable there. So goes to Cincinnati, and all he does is lead the ACC in rushing. <laughs> so, you know, the kid's got a little something, and he can catch a bit. He had 21 receptions as a senior, and you don't handle kick return duties unless you've got some hands. So Jerome Ford, I think, walks into that Kareem Hunt role, and Kareem Hunt over the last few years has generally taken off the board at, like, running back 35. Jerome Ford's running back 50. Yeah, I loved Ford. I was drafting him a lot prior to the NFL draft last year, looking at his skill set in college, and it was just a brutal landing spot last year yes. in Cleveland. Yes, He was just buried behind three other guys, but now, yeah. I, I'm with, there's no other, without a question, the most under, underdrafted still, player. Still, even though yeah. he's surging, it's still, right. he's still... 
too cheap. Um, Jerome Ford, by just running style, compact runner. He's a little shorter with a what I found to be a very gritty running style and really good footwork. The footwork is the stuff that I really liked watching him at Cincinnati. Um, this offense probably gets a little better because of the presumed improvement of Deshaun Watson, even though Watson was in every category a statistical downgrade from Jacoby Brissett, who was better for the first half of those games. Um, I think it was week uh, 11 or 12, where I think it was 12, where Deshaun Watson took over. Um, and the Browns continue to have arguably the best offensive line in the league. So, you know, that is all great. That's all. I'll note this. Browns have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Hmm. So that will help um, based on last year's win percentage. The most overdrafted player to me, Deshaun Watson, going off the board at quarterback nine, 82nd overall. There's just not enough value baked into his ADP to offset the lackluster six games he played last year and his whole year away from the game in 2021. And sure, I get it. He was a top five fantasy quarterback in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Man, that feels like a long time ago, Brian. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So here is Deshaun Watson in year seven of his NFL career. Seven, mind you. And what if... After seven years, he's lost some of his rushing prowess because the way that Deshaun Watson was getting into the top five in 2018, 2019, and 2020 was because of his running. If he's not a dual threat quarterback, if you're just relying on his arm, in in those years, 2018 to 20, in 2018 to 2022, so you know, in all 2018 to 2020, in those years, he passed for 26 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, and 33 touchdowns. Those are David Carr numbers. So ask yourself for this. In year seven, are you sure Deshaun Watson is a mobile quarterback who's going to get designed rushing plays from Kevin Stefanski, who has no history of doing that? Now, granted, he doesn't have, hasn't had that kind of quarterback, but do you know he's going to get the rushing, designed rushing usage that makes Deshaun Watson the ninth best quarterback in fantasy football? Yeah, it's, uh, that price is too steep. I'd gladly wait. Basically, you can wait two rounds and get a Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. Yep. Take them two rounds later all day long over, over Deshaun Watson. Uh, let's go to Baltimore. Baltimore. All right. Off-season moves that matter. Todd, don't call me Art Munkin, replaces <laughs> Greg Roman as offensive coordinator, which is huge because Roman was run heavy. Todd Munkin's an air raid disciple type yep. guy, so we can expect... Uh, a lot more passing in Baltimore, something that we've basically never seen since they moved from Cleveland. It seems like they've always been a very run-heavy team, so should be exciting to see what uh, newly acquired uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed a one-year deal, a, a massive one-year deal, by the way, like $15 million, yeah, a lot of money uh, sunk into OBJ. We'll see how much gas interested. he has left in the tank, and... Uh, they also signed Nelson Aguilar. I'll make quick mention of that, but uh, he, he's easily fourth, fifth the, on the depth, yeah. depth chart. Uh, Baltimore also drafted wide receiver Zay Flowers with the 22nd overall pick. He figures to uh, work out of the slot for the most part with uh, Beckham and Rashad Bateman working the outside. Will the offense be better or worse than last year? Um, Got to go with better. J.K. Dobbins uh, will be two years removed from uh, major knee injury. We'll talk about him a little more in a second. And again, Todd Todd Munkin should just you know 
it should be more fast-paced offense. offense, more yep. passing. Uh, yep. So for fantasy purposes, we're going we're to go with better yep. so, as uh, the projection. The question I think that in my mind is, all right, so is Lamar Jackson going to get as many rushes? You know, because that was a staple of Greg Roman's offense. And credit Greg Roman for unlocking that by making all these designed running plays for his quarterback when nobody was doing that. But I don't, I'm worried that... Jackson's going to take a step back in the in terms of the, the designed running plays. Yeah, I, I'm with you. There probably won't be in as, as many designed running plays, but he'll still get his on on broken plays. But yeah, he's gotten he's gotten hurt in, in the past couple of years, right. and uh, and now they got a massive financial investment that they need to keep healthy. So yeah, I, I'm with you there. But again, if he makes up for it with an extra ten passing touchdowns, we'll, we'll take that mm-hmm. <laughs> over losing a couple hundred rushing yards and a couple uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, my most underdrafted player, we've talked about him a lot, J.K. Dobbins, uh, yep. running back 18, uh, 57th overall, just just seems way too late. We were talking about Jameer Gibbs earlier, going off the board at running back 14. I, I prefer Dobbins all day over Gibbs this year in, in any format, even, even full PPR. So uh, you got to love Dobbins' prospects. Uh, two years removed from the ACL or MCL, I can't recall which CL it was, but uh, he, he looked good towards the end of last year, even though they weren't giving him the ball uh, <laughs> enough, really, yeah. and he was he was upset about that. So hopefully that squeaky wheel carries over uh, into this season. And well, I his think new squeaky wheel is J.K. Dobbins wants to get paid. I'm like, dude, you haven't done anything in two years. You've gotten hurt, and then you played hurt, and you've not done anything. Shut up and go play on the last year of your deal. Well, hopefully you'll prove it. I, I think he will. That uh, yeah. Well, it's tough for any running back to get paid these days, right? But uh, it is. I'm uh, I'm I'm essentially all in on Dobbins at, at this price. I've I've been drafting him a ton. He just seems like too much of a value right now. Mm-hmm. And I think. And by the way, I always I always throw Gus Edwards, inject Gus Edwards into these conversations whenever I can. Uh, also coming off the year off of ACL, yeah. he's free. Yeah, he he's he was, free, and you can you know, and I I still think he's there's there's something there. He's underdrafted, really. Almost everyone is underdrafted on Baltimore. I I don't really have a, an overdrafted player. You, I guess you kind of talked me into Lamar Jackson because I was just saying Joe Burrow was going yeah. underdrafted. He's going after Jackson, but I still love Lamar. But yeah, the, the, the design running probably. Does come down. I, I wanted to go with Odell Beckham, but he's not going like in the third, fourth round. He's a, no Beckham. So people are being rational on where they're taking Beckham. Yeah, and and all the wide receivers are or the other two, uh, Bateman and Zay Flowers, around before round nine. So they're they're at a value. You're not going to argue against where Mark Andrews is getting drafted. No. Um, Isaiah and likely actually has some upside. Isaiah likely was an underdrafted candidate too. He's going way too late. If something were to happen to Andrews. I mean, he's going to play wide receiver too. Even when Andrew's I know, up. but the problem is Zay, Zay Flowers is going to um, is going to work out of the slot a lot, and that's where I wanted Isaiah Likely to be a stand up slot. But uh, he's certainly not overdrafted. So again, really, no one is is getting overdrafted for Baltimore. So I'll go with the most expensive yes, guy, and yeah. that's uh, Lamar Jackson. It is. Uh, although I think Mark Andrews could be going ahead of him in some leagues. He is in guillotine leagues. Yeah, in one quarter battle, in guillotine leagues, is he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Andrews is going in the second round of guillotine leagues because people have figured out you have to have a tight end. Well, no, no, Andrews is going before Jackson Jackson, in in one quarterback leagues, too. Non-guillotine. Let's go to Pittsburgh. The offseason moves that matter are basically none uh, because they they did virtually nothing, and adding Allen Robinson does not count. Hey. Does not count. Dude is so done. I'm not. 
Um, oh, I will say they put a first rounder in the offensive line, which is awesome. Broderick Jones, and they also added longtime Eagles guard. I, 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 excuse me, Isaac Sayumalo. So that was a very nice gain for them. So I like what their offensive line, which we've we've dumped on the Steelers' offensive line for like three years now. It looks like it's finally been addressed to the point where it's not this massive glaring negative. So I think the offense will almost certainly get better because they ranked 23rd in yards and 26th in points last year. So I feel like they had almost nowhere to go but up. And Kenny Pickett, total wild card here. Uh, I did not like almost anything I saw from last year. How do you get seven passing touchdowns in 14 games in this in this version of the NFL? That is leather helmet style production from Kenny Pickett. Um, you figure though he'll regress to the mean in touchdowns and some touchdowns will come along. And but I also didn't like his his yards per attempt, second shortest in the league. That's not good. We need downfield passing. The most underdrafted player by ADP, George Pickens. I'm really intrigued here, Brian. Wide receiver 40, 75th off the board. Who's the who is the most talented receiver on this team? Is it clearly Deontay Johnson? going at wide receiver 31? I don't think so. George Pickens in year two, he had 800 yards as a rookie. And Deontay Johnson just is not a wide receiver one. He is not a he is not built to be the focal point of a passing game. This team wants and needs George Pickens to be that guy. His 26% air yard share was huge because there's no other downfield threats on this team. When they want to go downfield, they got to go to Pickens. He had those incredible highlight catches you saw last year. I mean, that's not fluky stuff. Pickens has crazy catch radius and hands. He's already one of the best contested receivers in the league. Also an elite run blocker, which does not equal fantasy points, but it does keep you on the field. And for those who don't know, Pickens was a rookie last year. Could have been the first rookie or first wide receiver taken in last year's draft, but he got hurt in like spring ball Mm -hmm. at Georgia and he came back for like the national championship game. So he essentially missed his whole senior year. But uh, he, he'll be fully healthy going into this year. So let me ask you this. Ask you this. So Kenny Pickett had seven passing touchdowns last year. Let's say Kenny Pickett gets 20, which is still awful by the NFL standards. But let's just say he gets 20. Touchdowns. Deontay Johnson had zero last year. How many of those 20 go to, go to George Pickens? Well, at least a third of them. I mean, isn't he sitting on... Eight, ten touchdowns almost automatically. Well, and eight or ten, but I, six or seven. I think I'll take so. that with a thousand yards. I think so. Um, the most overdrafted player by, you know, and you can tell by the way I'm talking about it, Deontay Johnson. And I know that he's coming off of zero touchdowns seasons here. Like, where was this last year? Uh, but it's he's just not the dude. And of course, he's going to not score. Zero touchdowns this year. But everybody, this, with all the fantasy experts, Brian, are going, 144 targets and zero touchdowns. Man, when he has 144 targets next year, you know, that number could be eight touchdowns. He's going to regress to the mean. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? He ain't getting 144 targets this year. Probably not. De- Deontay Johnson is not the number one receiver in Pittsburgh. It's George Pickens. Deontay Johnson is the short, these short passes don't equal fantasy points. I see his target share dropping massively. Johnson reminds me of Jarvis Landry, an annual fantasy disappointment because of his painfully low air yards. And Deontay Johnson was 60th in dot among wide receivers, 53rd in yards per route run. 
he just doesn't get the ball downfield, and that's what you need out of your fantasy wide receivers. <laughs> Deontay Johnson's dead to us. Allen Robinson not dead to me. And when I say that, he's a last-round dart throw these days, but he was getting open last year. Matthew Stafford just was not throwing to him for whatever reason. Well, he had Cooper Cup. He got hurt. hurt. Those two got hurt at about we, the same time. So, uh, Allen Robinson, not dust yet. It's okay. Sadly, Kenny Pickett might be the best quarterback he's played with because he didn't really get to play with Matt Stafford a whole lot last year. <laughs> Is that funny? Was hurt. Just, but here's the thing: the Rams need another receiver, and they let they let him walk. They got him out of his contract so he could go elsewhere. They should have. They would have kept him because after Cooper Cup, that depth chart falls apart in Los Angeles. Yeah, they're also, you know, they're like quiet rebuilding, like quiet quitting, quiet rebuilding. My mind, I don't know. They, they, they need to get rid of Allen Robinson. Yeah, I say yeah. I say the Vikings are doing a unspoken rebuild, which I believe <laughs> they are right now uh thanks for listening everybody you can get my all my player rankings and cheat sheets at at guillotineleagues.com and my uh my basic cheat sheet is available for free the premium one's only 10 bucks and it's got tons of great data useful for a guillotine league or not um and new mobile app coming very very soon we're doing our final bits of testing on it now and we're going to launch that and it is glorious we encourage you to check that out too thanks for listening everybody talk to you soon Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits. LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.